Justin, what number are we on? 54. Oh, man, so you got that answer right last week. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's 55. All right. Do you want to go for double the points and try to guess what we're talking about today? What, like movie? Yeah. Uh, we, well, you told me to watch Event Horizon. All right, good. Okay, good. So you get half points. Okay. Or really, you get like 150% because it was a double. Uh, is that some new math right there? Well, because you missed the first one. So like you lose like one regular point. So you got half right, and then you get like bonus points. So now you've got a 150. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm using the Zelda scoring method. Gotcha. Yeah. But first, you wanted to tell us about Ghostbusters because you sent me that thing about Bill Murray trying to kill himself on late night television. Oh, yeah. So um, there was this uh, great uh, YouTube video of, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, they had like the whole cast of the new Ghostbusters on along with Bill Murray. Um, and they just like showed a little clip of the movie, some joke falls flat, whatever. And then it like, you know, cuts back to, you know, the cast. And the first thing you see is just like Bill Murray, like, holding his nose and just like sighing it looks like like visibly pained by having to watch that clip i just thought it was fucking hilarious because there was also a uh apparently a WikiLeaks thing that came out from sony the email leak uh, yeah an email leak um that basically was saying like hey get bill murray to promote us or you know we'll try and sue him so I'm cool sure bill murray's like really enjoying going around promoting new ghostbusters it it looks so good. It does. I think I'm going to see it. What possible grounds would they have to sue him if he didn't want to promote the, the movie? The thing I was reading was it's possible that like he has a shared interest in Ghostbusters because of the old movies. So if he so like since they have a shared interest if you know he goes like and says like oh fuck Ghostbusters and fuck the Ghostbusters brand, it hurts Sony and himself, so that's like a ground for it's like if you own a business with, you know, my, me, and you're just like, fuck it, I'm out, and you hurt the business because of that, I can probably sue you, is I think their grounds. It's dumb. It's a God. bunch of, like, lawyer shit. Sorry, Clark. <laughs> That's, no, no, it's, it's actually... It's depressing. It's, I, I think you're right that Bill Murray is... Uh, he owns part of, like, the Ghostbusters concept. Yeah. Or the, the IP that's the basis for Ghostbusters. And I think he was the one who actually kept refusing to do the sequels because Dan Aykroyd had wanted to do a sequel for a long time is what I've been reading. And they couldn't do it without Bill Murray being part of it. And he kept saying, no, 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 no. So I guess that this email coincides around the time of like, we want to make a new Ghostbusters movie. You know, we're going to put these four women in it because we feel like we can capture a new demographic. The only sticking point is this fuck Bill Murray so let's hire aggressive counsel to basically go shake an old man down and tell him you're going to tie him up in court and depose him until he dies or something. Yeah. Or he better just, you know, green light this movie and do his mandated contractual appearances on Jimmy Kimmel or whatever and say, this is the best movie I've ever seen. I'm really thrilled it's being made. Which, and anybody, which he did. Yeah, I mean, anybody who knows Bill Murray, though, would he would probably, <laughs> if he actually liked a movie, he'd probably be like, yeah, it's okay. It's the greatest movie ever, and I'm really proud to be part of it in my own small way. And it's much funnier than when we did it, and Ernie Hudson and Harold Ramis are dumbasses, and I, I'm really sorry I made the original. While his eyes are going left and right, reading Ernie off Hudson like a, was on that stage with them in the video. Yeah, he's he still alive. He and Dan Aykroyd yeah. were next, sitting next to him, but Harold Ramis must be ro rolling in his grave. I feel so bad. 
I'm surprised that he wasn't blinking like SOS. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he did do like he captured it. Like I saw the video. It was so funny. Like the clip ends, and he just like has his fingers between his nose, just like holding it, and just like looking down, really forlorn, like almost like he's gonna collapse into his own thigh or something. Ugh, like he's gonna throw up. Yeah. He looked really, really depressed. And then he looked really stoned when they were asking him questions about what he thought of it. I think you'd have to be. He described himself as like a, he felt like a stepfather to the, the franchise now. Yeah. I think that's like the nicest thing you can say when you hate something. <laughs> a stepfather who like beats the shit out of it. Like... Right. Like, like, hey kid, I'm just your stepfather, okay? Like, your mom makes the rules and stuff. Don't look at me. So the train wreck continues. The train wreck hasn't begun yet. Oh, I, I, I would think it had begun with the first trailer they released. This is the train speeding oh, up dangerously. I think this is like they're they're approaching the curve and the MTA guy is texting. Oh, yeah. and they're like going way too fast for the yeah. curve, and it's just like, hey, you gotta stop. But he's not gonna stop. Okay. They're gonna release. It's too it. late already. I know. To stop. They're gonna crash the summer. Even with if they no hit survivors. the brakes, it wouldn't work. There's no brakes on the Ghostbusters train. I, I want to get off this uh, wild Dude, ride. Based on Never track ends. record of really shitty movies making a ton of money, though, do you think there's going to be a sequel to this one? Uh, I think that really depends on how much money it makes. Like, If it makes a ton of money despite its evident badness, then I think they're going to try to at least jam one sequel out of it. Because I'm sure their internal plan is like, oh, Ghostbusters had a sequel and that made a lot of money, too. And some people even like it better. I, I could see it, not just guessing, if it does well overseas. I don't. I doubt it'll do well that well here. If it does well overseas and they break even or like get a little bit of profit, they'll bust out another just to you know, keep the wheels churning. Or they'll have to add a Chinese Ghostbuster for the next one. So, no, they'll so just it base it in well. Beijing like they did with Iron <laughs> Man, so it's fine. They, they were kicked out of New York, and now they bust ghosts in downtown Beijing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be really thrilling as a movie. And they have to work with the uh, the government police to get the ghosts. See all the Chinese people reacting to a giant black woman? Oh, my God. It's Mao's <laughs> ghost. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's the ghost of Mao's wife, Jang. Mao's married? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was married, and then his wife was, I think, like... Purged. Put somewhere in a drawer for a while while he was doing his... What was that dumb fuck thing he had? The Cultural Revolution? Five-year plan? No, or, but it was no. the Cultural Revolution. Yeah, in like the 60s and yeah. 70s. Okay, yeah, and yeah. he was banging like all of the 15-year-old girls in his harem and everything. Gotcha. Yeah. Where yeah. he was like purging all of his rivals in the government. Right, and he had his little like red book brown shirts going around beating up academics and, you know, suppressing smart people. And mm -hmm. then they had a great idea to melt down all of their pots and pans in their backyards to make uh, new weapons and planes and stuff, victory steel. And it turns out that uh, the steel you use for an airplane is not the same as the steel you use for a cooking pan. Shocking. Yes. So the Cultural Revolution set back their country like a quarter of a century. But anyway, it would be improved by having Ghostbusters in Beijing, right? No. Ghostbusters no. is... <laughs> I don't think you want that. I think it's the Chinese dead. authorities would... Yeah, they'd be smart to keep it out. Hopefully that movie crashes and burns and everybody can go back to living their lives without it.
but it will always be there. Yeah, but we'll be in a world where the movie right. was created, and that's just a there's, yeah. There's sad, another sad quantum world. reality where this movie is never going to be made. I know. Wouldn't I you know. rather live there? Yeah, it depends on what else is going on <laughs> in that reality. You know, but we, need, we need a time machine. It, yeah, probably. I'm, you know, or I, or I don't know if we're done, but I have a great segue right now. Hold that thought. Okay. I just want to say that I am sure the articles about why the it's like the that what is the end of that movie from the fifties where they try to like restart the Earth's rotation or something stupid and they have the two newspaper headlines at the end like Earth saved, Earth doomed. I feel like they have all those articles already written, like either the movie's a great success or it's a failure and it's because people are sexist. That I yep. feel like they're already written. They just need to be posted. Oh yeah. Anyway, time machines. Yeah. You know what we really need though? We need a way to like go to a different space time. And how would we do that? With wow. Event horizon. Okay. Ow. 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 I hurt on the inside. Okay. I, I think you may want to get that checked. Okay. That was painful. Okay. For it's me. better in my mind. <laughs> It was real in my mind. <laughs> All right, yeah, definitely. Event Horizon, though, is what we're talking about today is our, our main feature event, unless you guys had something else you wanted to talk about in the news. I don't really think... I think it's been pretty quiet. Just your standard churn of shitty scripts getting greenlit. I, I, there was a rocket that went off yesterday. There was a rocket that went off yesterday, but it didn't explode or do anything exciting. No, I mean, it just went up in space. Whoa. It's carrying a spy satellite. Was it? Yeah, US, okay. U.S. spy satellite is what they're placing in orbit with the Delta rocket. Yeah, but it was just NASA, so that's not cool like SpaceX, so... Eh. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. That's actually a, a good thing to bring up, though. Is the first thing I noticed about this movie is that it's 2047 when they're floating around Neptune and all this shit. Yeah. What the fuck? We're behind schedule. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're slightly behind schedule because we got Morpheus and his whole fucking spaceship crew. Like, this is old hat. We're all, like, in the quasi-United States Space Service. Well, I mean, the Jetsons were, like, from 2003. So, yeah, we're really behind schedule. Yeah, I don't really want to live in a world where I have a treadmill hanging 300,000 feet in the air, though. That just seems like you're asking for trouble. It gets you running, okay? It it does. <laughs> he doesn't have one of those safety switches on it either, the thing you hook into your belt. No, he doesn't. That's dangerous. But I guess they usually put the dog on it, so who gives a shit? I never got what his job was. Sprocket man? Yeah, but at Space Leaf Sprockets, like, what was his actual job? Like, he just, like, pushed a couple buttons? I think that the joke was that he didn't really do anything because it was the future... And it was all automated. And he was just, yeah, and Mr. Spacely comes and yells at him yeah. just because. Mr. Spacely doesn't have anything to do either, so he just harasses George. Yeah, they all have, like, fixed incomes or something like that, probably. So it's... Bernie Sanders, President Bernie Sanders. <laughs> we could have had flying cars. Yes. Bernie Sanders car dealership. <laughs> Here's a free car. We're just going to make deductions from your paycheck for the rest of your life. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Well, no, that's actually a decent point, though, that Grant brings up, because it, it, this is another one of those strange futures where it seems like all this shit is just happening because. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's obviously nation states that still exist because they have the flag patches on, but they don't ever mention anything about, like, 
wow, this is really fucking expensive. Oh, the Event Horizon was a big expensive project, but I think they meant that in terms of like resources, not necessarily like, ooh, all of the money. Well, I mean, I think they talked a little bit about that because they were talking about how, um, you know, Morpheus's crew had to get pulled off, you know, leave or whatever. Yeah. And they're paying a bunch to those guys because they should be on, you know, break right now. Yeah, they're getting like overtime. Yeah. But I just because the way this movie kind of plays out for me thematically is it's like Alien. Uh, yeah, Alien, the original and Alien to some extent had a child with 2001 A Space Odyssey. Did that child have, like, some weird, like, lazy eye and a cleft palate? The kid was pretty normal looking, and then it, it fucked Doom. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I pictured this. This is, like, one two steps removed from Aliens. Because they kind of have that same chunky spaceship functional thing going on, but it's without, like, the commentary on hilarious corporate excesses of the 1980s and 70s, but mainly 80s. You mean two steps removed in terms of design? Because, yeah. I mean, in terms of quality, it's, like, from here to Mars. No, no, <laughs> the quality, I don't think, is, <laughs> is Neptune. fair to compare, but, yeah. like, the look and feel, it just seems, it's very heavily influenced by 2001 and Alien. Yeah, they go with that, like, quasi-industrial... Yeah, it, it I was, yeah. I actually was thinking, like, when the movie started, it had, like, that, like, 90s, like, industrial-sounding, just, like, music going on when the credits were rolling at the start. And then, yeah, it went into the ship, and it looked like, you know, something from Matrix, like the Nebuchadnezzar on the inside a little bit. At least uh, the ship they came in on, with, like, the hanging chairs and whatnot, and, like, yeah, it was, like, you know, brownish and, like, a bunch of wires everywhere kind of thing. Well, also, who designs a ship interior to look like it does on the, the Event Horizon? Yeah, the it's like, like the the tor- the Iron Maiden ship interior. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> they made it to look scary. Like that's what I don't get about it. It's not really a. It doesn't seem very functional spaceship like for a long voyage or anything. And it, all the doors have spikes on them. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't understand the reason for that, honestly. Like, no, I don't either. I mean, they have anti or gravity. I assume anti gravity too, which is another thing. I guess we're a little slightly behind on right because everything's floating around in the beginning when they get on the ship right like all the, the well, bodies and the, stuff. the lady says the pilot i think or whoever she's a sensor operator says like that uh the reactors are still on but the heating and the gravity plates are off yeah which is fine whatever but i'm saying like in a in a spaceship where you're the gravity that you have is like artificial if you lost gravity and you, you just like float into one of those spikes it doesn't seem like not very smart there. The best idea. Yeah. It, it just seems like that. that's one of the hokey things about this is that they, they went out of their way to make the ship look like a haunted house in space. Whereas a real spaceship that people are supposed to be using, I don't think would be like that at all. That's the difference where it diverges from aliens and that universe to me because everything in, in those movies... Although it had that look kind of, it was all very functional. Whereas this, it's like you're saying, like, if you happen to move back into one of those spikes, it's like, it's not functional anymore, you're dead. (laughs) You could just be, like, trying to get your stuff out of the commissary. Yeah, and they don't A lot of stuff wasn't functional in this movie. Like, when he was crawling through the little space to replace a fuse or something like that like oh why would you have to crawl like 30 feet into a tunnel to replace a fuse why would you have to crawl into a big tunnel to open hal's computer core 
I think that and the umbilical shot were just like lifted straight out of 2001. That's why they did that. Yeah. Because it, it looks futury. But it, it didn't have any of the impact of. No. That. It was no, no, just no. like, oh, hey, we have to call through this tube. Hey, there's your dead wife. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, the lights are going to turn off in this tube, and then you're going to see a ghost. Oh, my God. So spooky. You're going to see a ghost, and then you're going to see a ghost again later and call your eyes out and have awkward latex over your eyes with a little bit of ketchup sprayed on it. He doesn't need eyes. No, he doesn't. I, but how will he see the brachiosaurus otherwise? What? Dr. Grant. It's fucking Dr. Grant from oh. Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's got to see that. He's got to see the T-Rex, too. Yep. I just like his shitty, the, the shitty like gore effects. That's what makes me kind of laugh about this movie. Yeah, this movie has pretty bad special effects. Like, like, he, and I read that actually part of that is because the special effects for this movie were unfinished when they uh, released it. Because it looks that way. They had like a really compressed editing time apparently for some reason. Like the way they shot the movie and the schedule, like a lot of the effects that went into the end movie were not completed. I'm not surprised. Yeah, it it lo- it really has that like, wow, that was the best you could do kind and of feeling. They were like, gonna do a director's cut of this movie, but uh, they had lost the footage, all uh, the footage that they could have put in there. And I I read somewhere like they had found like missing footage, like it was in like a salt mine in Transylvania or something. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, I mean, salt mines are where you want to keep your film negatives. Right, but. Seriously? Yeah. They oh, just okay. they didn't know it was there. They just randomly found it in this and but it was all still like they couldn't use it. Wasn't properly cared right. They for. Couldn't, it was of video quality, so they couldn't oh. yeah. Oh, so it was like a the guts of a VHS transfer reel yep. or something. Yeah. <laughs> so they lost the so, originals. <laughs> right. So it wasn't worth you know, they couldn't do anything with it. Oh man. That's well. Did we really need a director's cut of this movie, though? No, no. And I, I but like people keep asking about it. Like the I guy who directed this movie, like he gets asked about it still, and he keeps he has to say like no, no. At like every panel he does, where they ask him. Yeah, I, I think what I I I thought that the special effects weren't actually all that bad, and I think that they're in the beginning, I should say, and I think there is like a maybe you can see where they had the time to do it, and then you can start to see where they were on, like, holy shit, this paper's due at 11 a.m. tomorrow, and I haven't started it, like, that kind of thing. <laughs> like, most of the ship stuff, the event horizon itself, and, like, that looks pretty cool. Like, you Yeah, can... the outside shot looks okay sometimes. The, yeah. I think the ships are pretty good, up until Sam Neill, Dr. Grant, whoever, plants a bomb. Because then it becomes CGI. W- w- yeah, CGI. Bad CGI. And I think that was a model. Yeah, well, where they they blew up the pieces of it, it was mm-hmm. like the explosions coming out, and that was like, if you look at the behind the scenes of a model shot where it looks all washed out and weird, without like any of the darkening and like the the uh, softening to make it look like the behind the scenes of the Titanic when the ship blows in half, it just looks like an incredibly shitty two seconds, but in the movie it looks crazy. That looked to me like an unretouched shot where they just blew up a model and like, eh, yeah, I believe it based on what I read. <laughs> Fucking print that, we're good. Yeah. The put the popcorn, get the butter pumps going. They'll eat it. But I mean, they spent obviously the big budget they spent in like the what is it the reactor room for like the the black hole the gravity drive. But like some of the with, shit like the in... spinning like it's like a spinning uh, looks like a medieval um, flail. flail, you know. Yeah, so that actually looks good. But 
the rest of the shit in that room didn't like all the oil or black shit whatever that was like oh the cgi like water water. whatever it was (laughs) whatever that was i mean yeah another room full of spikes yeah yeah it that shit looks so bad in there like the first scene when he was uh pulling the guy out of the black hole I forget the character's name since they were really forgettable. John, Jimmy, Johnny, something. There was a Justin, I remember. That's because... Justin, that was him. Oh, Justin went into the black hole. Yeah, Justin was like the guy who went in there first because they had, they make uh, Dr. Grant stay on the big the yeah. Lewis and Clark and like, hey, walk I us know, through. I know Justin and Cooper because Cooper was fucking hilarious in this movie. And I, I've got, I don't remember if it was him that pulled him out or not. Uh, yeah, is wait. Oh, hold on. Is Cooper the black guy? Cooper's the black guy. Then it was Cooper. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has the funniest line in the movie. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, what's where, up guys? <laughs> where he uh is in like the EV suit oh. and stuff and he's like, "I'm coming back, motherfucker." <laughs> he like <laughs> runs <laughs> to the window and he's like, "What's up, Dr. Grant?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like an idiot they shoots the window open. <laughs> it was the fastest way to get inside. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, Sam Neill shoots the window, doesn't he? It was the fastest way to get him inside. <laughs> he was trying to help. <laughs> but he was possessed by, like, the, the I, ship let's, demon. Let's not even talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> that was so... That really pissed me off when I first saw this movie because they have, like, all this, like, psychological horror going on. And then the scientist lady's like, I can't explain it, Captain Morpheus, but I really think that the, there's a spirit in the ship. That's my best explanation. He's like, hmm... Right, and yes. then they well, just... They was have, that it? Like, because I had yeah. never seen this movie before. They have one scene of exposition where, like, he lays the whole thing, as like, well, maybe the ship, like, maybe went, when it traveled through the black hole, went to, like, a dimension outside of the known universe. Doom. And yeah, and it's, like, a hell dimension. Yeah, was that it? Like, it, they yeah. just went to hell, and then they came back, it and it's brought, like, oh, hey, we got fucked up. The guys who wrote the script played Doom, and were like, what a badass story. They open the teleporters and the teleportation labs, and they find demons. That's fucking awesome. And that was it. That was yeah. That was okay. really it. Okay, I wasn't sure if I was missing something or if that. Okay. That's well, I mean, it, it could really be more explained in, in the scenes we're never going to see because they're gone. Okay. Maybe, but though their like their explanation of the physics is like uh, that okay. you have to use the black hole to cheat to bend space time so the two points are together so you can teleport there basically. Okay, I wasn't sure if there was like some sort of like living organism that got on the ship when they went there and now it's giving like weird hallucinations and shit. That would have been, I think, a more interesting way okay. to do it, but they went with straight up, you have seen what man is not meant to see, and now, like, you're being possessed by spooky demons. Okay. Right. And then one guy goes insane, Justin, and they have to put him in, like, this stasis container. Yeah. 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 This actually reminded me a lot of Dead Space. I don't know if you've ever played that game, but I no. know you have. Uh, I played a little bit of it, and then... I think I played for about uh, 30 minutes, maybe an hour of it, and then I was walking down this hallway, and I was like... I was going to go do something else. I'm like, man, this game is really cliche. I bet there's going to be like a spooky shadow that goes yeah. across the end of the hallway. Yeah. And that happens right as I say it. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm right. going to get to the save point. I'm done. But it's it's very similar like in the tone. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, Dead Space was made after that. So maybe but, I mean, a lot of it. like space, you know, rescue mystery type spooky. stuff is like, ooh, we got to figure out what happened to the ship. Let's go on the ship. Hey, the gravity's off. Oh, so spooky. Clang, clang. What was that? Oh, clang, clang. Okay, let's walk around a bit. Ah, body. He just rewrote the entire script to Event Horizon. Yep. Good job. That's <laughs> every spooky space rescue movie, okay? Like, or game or whatever. I, well, I think this movie may have had a bigger impact on video games than it did on cinema. 
Yeah, it's possible because I mean, now it's like every every you're right. Every space kind of game has like those same cliche tropes, whatever you want to call them, in there, and they're yeah, all I, from Event Horizon. I think uh, Mass Effect did this a little bit. Dead Space. I'm trying to think of some other games. I know I'm missing some, but yeah, they're out there. Yeah, and I mean, especially the Doom Three. Oh yeah, Doom. Looking. Well, Doom 1 and 2 were preceded yeah, but, this movie, but, but Doom, Doom 3... was definitely after this. Yeah, Doom 3 was definitely fucking after this, and you know they watched it when they were making the game. Oh, yeah. There, there's I mean, no, in, a game, <laughs> in a game scenario, like these things, like, yeah, they do give you jump scares and whatnot, and they're, like, a bit spooky. In a movie, it's comical, even, especially with bad, like, prosthetics and whatnot. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Isn't the way this is shot, like, makes it seem really a cheesy, scary movie? Because they do do, like, a lot of the jump scare shit that Justin was talking about. And the stuff that you always know is coming when it happens because it's been done to death. That's... Yeah. There wasn't a lot of new ground broken. <laughs> I think where I first noticed that was uh, the, the lady whose kid is a cripple in the future wheelchair that looks like a regular wheelchair. Yeah. And she sees him like under the plastic tarp in the the hospital or something, and she grabs like the surgical saw and is going over there and it's like, ooh, something's rustling around. And they're like, oh man, I bet she pulls it off and it's something creepy. And then it's, it's not nothing. really there. Yeah, she's like, oh man, it was just my Jimmy's being rustled. <laughs> rustled. <laughs> and yeah, then as soon as you know Colonel Tavington shows up and is like, what's going on? She's like, nothing, Lucius Malfoy, nothing's going on. It was I, all in my head. I just remember when this movie came out and for like a couple years afterwards, like in middle school, people thought this, people talked about this like it was a scary movie, an actual scary movie. <laughs> it's not, it's not. It's like a movie you watch on IFC when you're trying to study or something. So yeah, I, I honestly had, I had heard of this movie. I didn't know next to anything about it. I knew it was a space movie. I knew when I searched for it to legally download it online that it popped up with Rotten Tomatoes. Of Via like, the iTunes store, right? Yes, of course. Or Amazon Prime. Of course. Yeah. Or Netflix or Hulu or... Hulu. Any of those legal services. Yes. I own it on DVD. I don't know about you guys. Oh, I can find it on DVD and at my Blu-ray. local... There's a Blu-ray edition uh, is of this? There? Uh, maybe. They even know. went through the expense <laughs> to do the transfer for that? Or? Well, see, but they could have done like what is called like a, a 4K upscale... Where they just tell it that you're, hey, you're now Blu-ray resolution, so it like gets all stretched out, and they have to go back and like recolor it and everything. Yeah, those are always pretty shitty. But they do a lot of them because then they can say, now it's on Blu-ray remastered. Yeah, and they resell it because people like are going through Walmart and they're like, oh man, I love this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I yes, yeah, I'll buy that for a dollar. They pay, you know, a team of like three or four people probably, and they just touch up the movie and then ship it out and. They sell, you know, a thousand copies, and they're breaking even. What? A... No, they're not breaking even. They're losing. Oh yeah, I mean, they lost money on this movie. I think over time, yeah, definitely, because it seems like a lot of the budget went to getting Sam Neill, because he would have been like red hot off of Jurassic Park. Well, like four years later, so still, I, still but yeah, super still ban- recognizable character, yeah, super bankable guy, right? And then and Lawrence Fishburne was hadn't done the Matrix yet. He, yeah, he was on his way to being a star. Uh, Colonel Tavington had been in a couple things, so I think a lot of the money here might have gone to paying Sam Neill and possibly Colonel Tavington. Uh, who? Uh, Lucius Malfoy. Who? The, the Doctor. DJ. Can't, can't remember. Remember his fucking Jason DJ. Isaacs. 
That's his name in the movie, DJ. The doctor, the guy who has like the smock with his surgical tools in it the whole time oh, for that no dude. reason. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> the guy who's like, I know Latin. No, oh, I made a basic mistranslation error. Sorry. <laughs> I could have saved us all this trouble. Whoops. I, would, I wasn't going to tell you this, Captain, but I translated it wrong. We should have never gotten on the ship. Let's just leave now. <laughs> we could leave now. No. We need to go poke more shit. Let's stay here. Let's let's fight the spooky space demons. Okay. You know this movie also. I read that it had been, it had been edited a lot to uh, remove a lot of the gore, because apparently when they did the first test screenings, this movie was so gory. Oh. And had so many like gore rape scenes and stuff that uh, it actually made people faint in the theaters and throw up and stuff. Well, and the I studio people was... were so pissed about it that they made them go and cut like I half the gore out. That was kind of strange. Like when they were like uh, decoding the video transmission that they somehow got, like it seemed oddly cut there because it was like supposed to be some like super gory orgy scene or something like that. But like it was hard to tell what was going on. Even it was just like, Bodies everywhere, blood. Is that somebody fucking? I can't tell. Okay, they're ripping their eyes out. Whatever. Oh, and they I they hired real porn actors oh, to, to do, do like the rape and stuff to make it look real. <laughs> <laughs> so like they hired real porn stars to come in. Oh my god. Wait. Oh, never mind. I I guess the were the the crew of the event horizon, were they all porn stars then on that like one video or I don't it was know, like No, they might have been. <laughs> So there's actually probably like video footage in some porner out there made in, you know, 1994 or whenever this movie came out. Yeah. Like, on like, like the, Evan the Stones, ship. Evan Stones in the background. <laughs> I don't know. Possible. Possible. Is this, are you talking about the R cut that's supposed to exist or whatever? Or like the, because this was PG-13, wasn't it? No, this was R. Was, oh. It was definitely R. There's yeah. No, so there, there was a. Uh, I guess like a NC-17 cut or something, whatever the one above R is. Yeah, that's the one that they did for like the test screening, and that's, yeah. that's what they were going to release. But that's, that's been lost? Well, the studio told them to cut everything out, and they lost all of like the stuff that was excised. I would have liked to see that. Just like there's reportedly an R cut of uh, Galaxy Quest out there. I would like to see that, too. <laughs> what? Galaxy Quest? The Tim Allen movie that's like the Star oh. Trek parody? Supposedly there's an R cut. Okay. Of that out there. For a second, I thought you were talking about a different shitty movie. Of Galaxy Quest is a good movie. So oh, is it? Yeah. I, I hadn't seen it. Oh, you I'm should watch it. I'm guessing I am going to see it at some point, though. I, Guess I, what you I, just did. I, I think <laughs> I think having a ton of that blood and gore in this movie would have actually made it more unique. I think they should have left all of that in there. That would have I, yeah. Made it, it still would have been a crap movie, but it would have been a better crap movie. I think the concept is so <laughs> kind of played out on this movie, though, and so weak. Like, you know, space, something spooky happens, got to go rescue it. Oh, no, there's a spooky thing on the ship that kills us. Like, this has been done a few times now. Yeah, that's the time what I'm saying. Out. So, yeah, I agree with you. Going, like, going somewhere new and going balls to the wall with, like, gore rape may have been the better choice, I think, Right, because otherwise, like, in the pantheon of scary stuff happens in Haunted House or in space, this movie's like Freddy versus Jason. I mean, like, there's ten movies before it that did the same shit, and it was boring in the last ten movies. So they could have differentiated themselves by going, like, ultra gore. Yeah, that that would have really been interesting, too. I wonder what other, what change that would have had on future movies if there had been a movie that had successfully had, like, you know, mass gore orgies or something. 
Um, there would probably be less like fake CGI gore and stuff, and more like actual like doing this crazy like rape scene. See, that might have been worth it. Less CGI, <laughs> like a bunch of prosthetics and whatnot that actually yeah. look good rather than latex on the face with ketchup. Yes. Ketchup. That's what his eyes looked like when they had the, the yeah the close up shot of his like his we eyes. don't need eyes where we're going and like it was like ketchup and like a plastic bag crumpled up on his face. Wow, harsh. I don't know. I I, I uh... God, what am I thinking of? I think I'm thinking of a Star Trek episode where they have somebody whose face gets blown off a little bit. You can kind of see it. That's what this reminded me of. It looked like TV makeup. Whose face gets blown off? Like somebody has like, there's a dead body or something. Oh, well, couldn't place it. But I, I, you mentioned Star Trek. I think that Star Trek episode where everybody's going crazy on the ship. Which one? The uh, one where, you know, they have to contact the aliens in, in her dreams, Troy's dreams. Oh, they want the hydrogen? Right. They're stuck okay. and everybody's going insane. That episode is scarier than this movie. And it's a, it ha, and that episode it's just like it has all the limitations of a tv budget and tv makeup and everything but it's scarier than this a big budget hollywood movie <laughs> because i don't know what's coming in that episode in this movie i i every jump scare you can kind of hear you can hear it coming yeah because that episode until you know the, the twist at the end that the aliens are actually asking for help does seem like they're kind of a malevolent right and there's entity. the Oh, I haven't seen a, that yet. There's, a fun, there's some funny moments, too, where like Picard gets stuck in the elevator and <laughs> thinks he's going like warp 10 up no! to the bridge, and, and the door opens, and Mr. Warp's like, Captain, you all right? He just gets up and like straighten pulls his, his, straighten his shirt, and it's just like, you know, like, nobody saw that. Fuck you. <laughs> nobody fucking say anything. Yeah. Or you're going out the airlock. As you were. <laughs> but that's it. Like, this movie, like, had no... The, there was no comic relief either, except for like the the one black dude with his EV suit. Yeah, it's like, how the fuck am I going to get out of this situation now? <laughs> like, God, this always happens to me. <laughs> Which is pretty fucking hilarious. I mean, there were like unintentional things. I just think all the gore in this movie, just like, and all the jump scares are just like unintentionally hilarious to me. Like, not in like a good way, like Cooper was, but it was just like, wow, that's. Pretty fake looking and whatnot. It's like trying too hard. Yeah. I compare it like they, I, this is like a horror movie, would you say? It's just in a sci fi setting. Yeah, I'd say it's more horror than sci fi. Yeah, it's like just everything they do, like the way they make this horror movie is so cliche, which is why everything comes off like Justin says. Like you can all see it coming. Like compare that to a movie like, uh, did you guys see The Conjuring from a couple years ago? Yeah. Like I thought that that actually had some really legitimately scary parts because of the way the the director shot it like he didn't do a lot of like jump scares or anything it was more like long shots and you just like see shit happening in the background like oh shit girl get out of there or whatever is that the one where the witch is trying to eat her at the end or something uh the witch is like trying to make the lady kill her kid or something oh yeah okay i'm thinking of a movie where like the witch is trying to eat her at the end like literally just eat her Maybe, I don't know, whatever, don't know. fuck it. But that was a better movie than this. Yeah. Because uh, it more effectively does what it's supposed to do. I don't know, I think the horror here is predictable, and the sci-fi elements are, like, 
not quite fan film, but almost to that point. Well, I mean, some of the special effects are Axonar level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't mean from that perspective. I mean, like... The actual sci-fi was like, oh, okay, that you've been space-time, you can bring po- two points together. And, like, that was, like, the extent of it. I mean, there was, like, some bits about, like, the stasis chambers and whatnot. Yeah, the, the stasis chamber that's just full of blue water and, you know, you just, you... I'll explain it in layman's terms. You just bend space together like this titty poster you have. <laughs> you put a pencil through it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you put the pencil through the hole in the poster, and then you're in Proxima Centauri. That's basically how it works. Okay, well, if they did that, how come the ship's still around Neptune? Yeah. Oh, well, it came back. It went to oh, the it, other... Oh, it came back? Did we know that? Did we fucking know that for a fact? Well, they said they lost... They couldn't contact anymore, and they didn't see it, and then they came back later with the distress signal. Yeah, so it came back after they all went crazy? I don't know. That yeah. means the ship itself was alive. It means Satan pressed the coordinates right. back in. This is what I'm saying. Like, it's just like, and then the end where it's like, ooh, we're going to rescue you, and like the 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 shitty jump scare-ish ending where it's like, oh, we got to sedate them. Like, oh, no, now it's going to spread. The crazies are going to spread. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> And then when the rescue team comes on board the ship, the last shot of the movie, it's just, ooh, like the door closes. Ooh. Ooh, The Satan ship got you. That kind of shit. And then the beginning where it's like, we're going to have this pullout shot of our space station, just like gateway station and aliens. Like, ooh, look. 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 I saw this other movie. I want to do that (laughs) in my movie. This would be a great movie with Bane. <laughs> what do you mean? Just have Bane Playing be Dr. in this Ware. movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you think this is scary? I'll explain it in layman's terms. We don't need eyes where we're going. <laughs> no, brother. They expect one of us in the wreckage. Yeah, oh. that would be a better movie with Bane. Everything's right. better with Bane, except for The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Do we talk about that one thing with the the Bane parody thing? The porno. Yeah, you couldn't wait to tell us about that. <laughs> did we talk about it though? Yeah, we did. Okay, okay, never mind then. <laughs> Nobody cared about me until I put on the mask. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, it, it was a hilarious movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just remembering the little the, the cock mask. <laughs> <laughs> There's an edited version on YouTube. I encourage anyone to watch it. Yeah, it's called Meme Lover. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Any anyway, back to back to Event Horizon. It sucked. It did suck, but but okay. Like I was just thinking this. Like I think the movie sucked. But it wasn't, like, physically painful like the past movies you've had me been watching, like The Happening and whatnot. That, another way this movie would have been better if Mark Wahlberg's science teacher character were on the spaceship. Sometimes ships just get possessed, guys. Science can't, can't explain, explain this. You just can't explain <laughs> it. It's nature. What if the ship knows we're doing something bad, guys, and it's just trying to kill us with gas? What if the bulkheads on the ship evolved an ability to make us kill ourselves? We designed the ship to go to Proxima Centauri. It just ha- you can't explain it. <laughs> we didn't do anything, guys. It just, it just, it just happened. 
Ah, oh, yeah. You can't explain wormholes. It's not science. Yeah. Since <laughs> since we seem to be coalescing on the point, like that, this movie would be better is like if they straight up had done like not taking it seriously. It should have been like Mark Wahlberg and Ben Affleck. It's like this was his prime time. Like Ben Affleck, cheesy actor, be in this movie. Yeah, I think there's two ways you could have taken it. You could have taken it not seriously, or you could have played more Doom while you were making it, and like oh, and got like those straight up like Doom demons to like come onto the ship and whatnot, do yeah. fireballs at you, or like had the the crew who gets possessed like mutate themselves into demons or some shit, and then have like, like in the actual Doom movie, not 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 like that because they were trying to make them into the video game characters, but I mean like you know Sam Neill's melted face, plastic makeup, like. What if they all got their faces melted after they'd been on there and they were, like, trying to rip each other apart by, you know, using their teeth and, like, just crazy zombie shit? Yeah, that would have been... the the it's, It would have seemed like the, the stakes would have been higher. Like, you actually would have been more invested in the outcome. Yeah. Instead of just, like, ooh, the Satan ship, it's messing with your mind. And instead of, like, finding out that Carl Urban has an extra chromosome that makes him not suited to being a bagger at a grocery store, but, in fact, makes him superhuman... <laughs> God... That's mean. <laughs> it's true, though. I know all these, it's true. All these movies with, like, oh, it's just a chromosome, or, you know, guys, trees just kill you. It's, you can't explain it. Like, right. you know, you can. <laughs> or, like, we, we just made a, we made a black hole in the middle of the ship, but it doesn't actually, right. there's no warping, it doesn't rip anything apart. It, it really walks that tightrope between yeah, I don't, okay, science okay. fiction and fantasy. Let, let, can we talk <laughs> about the engine for a second? Because I really don't get how it's supposed to work. Like, it makes a black hole. People can go through the black hole... How does the ship go through that black hole that is like contained within its magnetic I, I field? I don't think the people were meant to go through it. I think it was meant to like open a big window and the ship was supposed to go through it. But it was contained within the ship. Yeah, but what he says is when he's explaining it in layman's terms is that the black hole in the middle of the ship, that setting aside that the black hole would rip the ship apart and all that, aligns the gravitons to the point where... I guess the ship is able to bend space around it to move. So I, I don't think people were meant to be in there when they were using the drive. Like you're supposed to be okay, outside so that room. Okay, so it wasn't room. like uh, it wasn't supposed to like the black hole wasn't supposed to like expand around the ship from that room and then like evaporate away and they're in a new place or something like that. I don't. Or know. they don't. They just were making shit up and throwing. Uh, they were making. Sh- okay. Yeah, pretty much black holes. Okay, I, I didn't know if I missed that because I wasn't paying attention for I'd, part of the movie. Gravitons. Yeah, the, okay. Done. The, All right. The way I understood it was that even though they didn't explain it, like the ship would just like cr- open a portal or something with that generator and fly through it. That's the. I guess that's. Okay, I didn't know if it was like yeah. shot out in front of them or consume the ship or something, but but like gravitons. Didn't they gravitons use those to? And, they use Katie those posters. to deactivate the, yeah, the minefield in uh, Deep Space Nine. Yeah, yeah Graviton right. Pulse. Gravitons are very useful, I guess. They have mo- but lots this, of uses. This is actually a good point, though. Is what year did this movie come out? 1997. Yeah, so this is after Star Trek has gone through the next generation. So there is like science fiction writing out there that attempts to explain things a little better. Because what they're actually trying to do, if you think about it, is they're not—they're not—they're—they're uh, they're creating an artificial wormhole. Is what they're trying to do. So Stargate explained this whole phenomenon better. Stargate and yeah. Star Trek. I'm saying <laughs> yeah. is like they—they they bring up wormholes in Star Trek. So because what they were trying to do is they're trying to make point A and B be connected by the wormhole, and then by sending the ship through it, that's like the whole "it's in two places at once" deal. I'd be fine if they were calling it a wormhole. Right. Even. So I, why but they it, just like why they throw? Right. Why is it a black hole? They should have just said, like, we're, we're using an immense amount of energy to create a wormhole. 
we're think, it sounds like through. they use that same kind of shitty logic that they used in interstellar where it's like oh we really don't know what's going to happen inside of a black hole because we've never actually explored one in real life because you can't and so they can just make up whatever the fuck they want yeah yeah then they, then they did right they, they did they really they went to fucking town yeah there's bookshelves in uh black holes <laughs> no <laughs> well in terms of made up black hole shit the made-up black hole shit in this movie much worse than the stuff in Interstellar because they attempt to have some kind of explanation in Interstellar where it's just like, no, you don't go through a black hole in this movie because there's hell demons in the other side. But when you yeah. do go through, it's like a pool of water and they can pull you out with strings. Yeah. Yeah. Black yeah. CGI water. You, you can't explain that. <laughs> is it water or is it like oil or something? I don't think it's supposed to be anything. It's like gold brackish color uh, like I don't know what the hell it is. It's like evil water. Evil. It's it's liquid evil. I'm, Satan water. Yeah. Maybe it's like water from another dimension. Maybe that's how water is in hell. Yeah. It's like uh, that really really bad John Carpenter movie from the eighties where they have like the huge canister in the church of like and it's like oh the devil's actually inside this liquid canister. Don't let him out. Predictable. He gets out. Dude, oh, <laughs> so John Carpenter ripped off that Twilight Zone episode. I'm sure. Yeah, lots of people lots ripped off lots of Twilight Zone episodes. Uh, There's that one where yeah. they they're keeping the devil in the room, guarding had the the staff stuck in the door. Yeah, yeah. Didn't see that one. I saw oh. the one with pig faces. Oh, that's well, a classic. There's this staff that they're using to block this door, and this guy is like, "Hey, I got the devil locked up in here, but." Don't don't you believe anything he says? I'm gonna go get the Pope so we can blast him. And then the devil talks this guy into letting him out. And the first guy comes back and it's like, "Oh no, what the fuck?" And the first and the other guy's like, he, he, well, I thought he wasn't the devil." And it's man's, you know, the devil's greatest trick was convincing man he never existed. Okay, I'm saying that there are a lot of homage borderline photocopies done okay in sci-fi and this movie's one of them they just photocopied two or three different things together and maybe lost a little bit of the resolution as they went i mean it happens to some extent with with every movie especially sci-fi because there's only so many stories you can tell and at a certain point you've told so many stories that everything you do is going to be somewhat derivative of another thing it's just a matter of how blatant you make it, but there's derivative in story <laughs> content, and there's like derivative in design, uh, like yeah. uh, composition. And this movie's both, which is an odd pairing, because not only do you have like the Doom meets Space Odyssey meets Alien storyline, you also have the we're gonna take all these Kubrick shots and try to redo them faster with more explosions and more black people, like <sighs> B.J. Dart. No, faster, more intense. I think his name is BJ Dart because he looks like he runs fast. Zoom. How about Darth Insanius? <laughs> Silence filled the room. Did you ever read that article? No. About how George Lucas uh, crashed with no survivors, the, the video game division at LucasArts. Wait. Battlefront 4, that whole game that was in development at LucasArts before they made EA and DICE or whoever fucked that thing up finish it. Yeah. He would come to these meetings and have these like retarded suggestions, like literally like are you retarded suggestions, like let's call the bad guy Darth Insanius because that's that's a bad guy name. And they thought he was joking, but he never said like gotcha. 
And he just like walked out of the room with like a smug look on his face. He finished the meeting and left, and he never corrected them on that assumption. So I guess they really thought they were supposed to have Darth Insanius or Darth Icky. Or oh dear God! That that game where you the Lucas Arts game where you could make like the mounds of Earth disappear and show up again. I forget what it was called, but he said like, "Oh, this guy looks like he moves pretty fast. Let's call him BJ Dart." So they had to go back and like redo all of the voice acting and assets and everything to reflect that his name was now BJ Dart because he looks like he darts around. Did you ever play Rogue Squadron? That was a good game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game. Uh, yeah, I I did play Rogue Squadron. I'll have to send you the article, but I guess all that it goes to say, even if you have a successful genesis of your ideas, it's still possible to fuck it up, as is the example oh, yeah. in Event Horizon, and also, you know, just broadly in the creative space. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's anything, you're right, like even, you know, in business, like you can, ideas, everybody has them, but it's all the execution of how you pull things off is really how it comes together. But even good ideas that start out like really strong, like I guess to take a sci-fi comes to real life example, Nest, the smart thermometers, really great idea, then Google bought them, and now the great idea that was originally there is like, hmm. Right, because they just sort of has sat there stale. Well, they yeah. Fa- yeah, they fail to take advantage of the whole thing. Now everybody's ahead of them. Yeah, but the I'm exactly so the the great I, the the genesis they had a great idea of it. You can have a great idea come from anywhere, but then it's really what you do with it, and it's possible to not, you know hit it out of the park, like Apple did with the iPod, because people had had personal music players forever. That was just a successful combination of all the features, or a movie like Alien that wasn't exactly like you know, haunted house movies had already happened, so that wasn't, like, a crazy new thing. It's possible to do really well, but it's also possible to fuck it up horribly, and then it's possible to kind of make a lukewarm mm, movie. Like, I think Event Horizon, for me, is kind of, like, lukewarm. Like, it's not, like, painful, like you said, Justin. It's not painful to watch, but it's not like, well, I want to watch that again because it was a great movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to classify it. It's, It's watchable. Once. I don't think I would want to watch this a second time if I had seen it even 10 years this, ago. This though. is a movie that you have on in the background when you're doing something else. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a B movie on FX. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not a horrible movie, but it's also not at all like... I guess this is what just sits wrong with me about it is that it, it tries to invoke all these great movies and then just shits the bed. Like, what's an example of... Uh... Like a, trying to invoke a great movie that you thought really just fell flat. In this movie? Yeah. 2001 just, shots that tried to copy. All the stuff, yeah, all the stuff I left from 2001, the, the trying to pull both the, the look and feel of Alien and also like the, you know, hmm, this ship shouldn't be out here. Uh, we better be getting overtime for this. Oh no, what's this weird thing happening? And then a guy gets a thing done to him, and then he, like, freaks out, and everybody starts, you know, having to deal with the chest burster that blows out of them. It, it seems like they're borrowing a lot, and then they're, they're not executing on the concept. They're just like, and then instead of an alien coming out of his chest, he goes into some black water, and it's spooky. There's a ghost. There's a ghost. <laughs> There's the Satan's ghost. And Yeah, and then he, he sees his wife in the bathtub, and she kills herself, and, and then he hugs her. But she has underwear on because his head can't be near her pussy. And, and then she makes him pull his eyes out. <laughs> what? 
What? She, she was fucking naked in the bathtub, and then all of a sudden she had underwear on. Yeah, uh, there was a shot. Like, she cut her wrist in the bathtub. <laughs> she was topless. And then, like, she, like, comes out of... She's, like, appears out of the bathtub to, like, be all spooky and whatnot without eyes. And, like, the doctor has his head on, like, her stomach, but, like, she has underwear on. Just now. Because, magically. Like, yeah, because, you know, censorship or something like that. Like, you can't mm, show... Lack of dedication to your craft. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. You got to be realistic. I didn't notice that until you said that, though. No, uh, I I noticed it right away in the movie. I'm like, that's strange. Because yeah. she doesn't have a bra on, so it's like you're gonna cut it halfway. Like, so was that the whole deal? His wife committed suicide in real yeah. life, and, that and wasn't, he wasn't there when he she committed suicide. Or he something was like being that. haunted by that memory. Yeah, I, everyone yeah. was haunted by like yeah. a death, someone they had, or something like that. Okay. Or yeah, they were all haunted over think like I think it was like deaths, but also deaths that they regretted because they thought they could have been there to change something. Yeah. Because, like, Lawrence Fishburne's one is about a guy in his first mission or something dying. Yeah, who, and, like, the guy fucked up and, like, started a fire and, like, gave, yeah. like a sealed-off chamber. And it's like, come in here and save me. It's like, well, we'll open up the door and we'll kill us also. Bye. Like, that's not like, you, you know, didn't save the dude. It's, the dude fucked up. There's nothing you can do. Like... But he feels like he could have done something. Yes, it feels like he could have done something, but there's nothing. Like and the one like, lady misses her crippled son, I guess. Yeah, so she's like, oh, I wish, you know, I could have been with my crippled son, but instead he'll, his ghost will push me off the edge of something. I don't know why a cripple would do that, but okay. If only I had been back on Earth, he'd learn to walk. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, just, eh, some some real lofty ideas, but some... Real Sci-Fi Channel original movie execution. Sci-Fi Channel original movies are a, they're a great starting point for great actors. <laughs> yeah, but I think a lot of them now are like, as soon as they got to like the Dog Soldier or Mansquito point, like they knew they were making shitty movies and they just right. they just they rolled with it. With it. Yeah, but, but see, that's the thing. Like, it's they're shitty and they know it, and that makes them authentic. Yeah, like what's that one? Watchable I, because oh, of that. What's what the fuck? The Atomic Twister. Atomic Twister. I love that one. Rock Monster. You never seen Atomic Twister? No, I have not. Two tornadoes merge, and it's an F five tornadoes merge into like an F ten tornado, and they go over a nuclear power plant and become an Atomic Twister. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. <laughs> or there's like almost a vo- as bad as Volcano Sharknado's. Twister too. I think there's yep. like a Volcano Twister Picks one. Up, yeah. Uh, Mansquito, where a guy turns into a giant man-sized mosquito and was running around with that one's hilarious. Like a uh, is it like Kafka kind of like no, it's like a guy in a mosquito outfit with a, a wrapping paper tube covered in latex, stabbing people and sucking their blood out. Yeah, but like they had a real oh. obsession with mosquito movies, like <laughs> like ten so, or so years ago. It's like there were like five or six different. They'll be making a comeback this summer at Rio. Yeah, yeah. West right. West Nile was a big thing ten years well, ago. Well, no, that they have like uh, the the flu bird horror or something a couple yeah. years ago. It's like the mutated birds. Attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they had. Uh, I think, oh, actually, this is a fun one. Uh, Triassic Attack, like, six years ago. Yep. What's her name? Game of Thrones, Amelia Clark. That, that was, like, her first movie role. It's a Sci-Fi Channel original movie. She didn't talk about that one. Yeah, but oh. she should, because everybody starts somewhere. Everybody, yeah, hey, everybody if somewhere. anybody listening goes to a Game of Thrones panel and she is there, ask her about it. Oh, yeah, ask her about it and tell her you heard about it on our podcast. 
That's right. And she needs to explain herself why she's hiding that part of her career. <laughs> you have to dig deep in IMDb to get there. Well, not that deep. Look, I mean, well, she I remember it because I saw it. She didn't. Oh. <laughs> she didn't star in Dog Soldiers. So, I mean, it's not dog like soldiers. she ever reached like the creme de la creme, you know, Artur level of craft here. I know. Okay, like pop quiz though. What is the best Sci-Fi Channel original movie you think? I'm gonna go with Chupacabra Dark Seas. That is a pretty strong contender. <laughs> yeah. It's got it's got Gus in it from Breaking Bad. Yeah, I know, and uh, Sala from Indiana Jones. John Rice Davies. He's the captain. Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to go with Dog Soldiers. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, I I don't watch enough Sci-Fi Channel to weigh in on this. Well, not I don't nowadays, but back when all these movies were being made, that's yeah. I it did. was really hard to avoid Chupacabra yeah. Dark Seas because they advertised it for about a year. Well, and all these movies would come on right after they would have Stargate and stuff on. It would be like the movie afterwards, so you couldn't help but see all the commercials again and mm. again and then maybe watch it and a crazy scientist gets a chupacabra captured and puts it on a boat to take it somewhere a cruise ship oh yeah that's <laughs> yes. right He's, he smuggles it on the cruise ship yeah. and now this cruise ship full of tourists who just want to eat 15 tons of ice cream is being terrorized by now the they're chupacabra. the meal chupacabra yeah the chupacabra oh, okay yeah which kind of looks like a guy in like a rubber vampire suit with gray paint looks like a very short guy <laughs> Hunched over in a rubber vampire suit. Nice. Yeah, that that uh, the Animal Planet series, Lost Tapes about the cryptids, did a better job with the chupacabra, which is. I think the Mike Tyson mystery episode with the chupacabra did a better job. Okay, if there was a show about Mike Tyson encountering cryptids, like on an investigation. No, and no, just, no like, I'm serious. The Mike Tyson mystery no, show no, I, has I, an episode about that. Like, no, I have seen that, but I mean real life documentary. Oh, oh that'd be hilarious. Or if Mike was, Tyson does Monster Quest. But if it, you know, but if it was filmed like from the perspective that like it like the Lost Tapes thing, like the cryptids are real, like Mike Tyson encounters a vampire, bam! He's <laughs> going around the like, world punching like. like the vampire, he came in here with a plan, and then he got hit. <laughs> yeah. He turned into a bat flap away. I tried to punch the bat, but he got away. Yeah. And, like, Mike Tyson could have a career resurgence as, like, this guy who captures all these cryptids. Like, he, he punches out Sasquatch finally, and they have proof. Drags him out of the woods. It's like, Sasquatch. yeah, I got a bit of fur on my fist. Yeah. Here you go. Test it. He wasn't no tough. He wasn't very tough. <laughs> oh, here you go. See? Yeah, geez, like him and Lou Ferrigno, like it's a two speech impediment guys can, can do, uh, you know, hunting for cryptids. God. Lou Ferrigno. Of course, Lou would probably charge anybody $40 for appearing in an episode. So <laughs> maybe Mike Tyson could hunt Lou Ferrigno down as a cryptid. <laughs> I think I hear him. Arnold, Arnold. <laughs> if anybody out there has seen Pumping Iron, Lou, Lou's workouts are hilarious. Justin uh, hasn't. I feel like... I want more weight. I may have seen that, actually. <laughs> no, the best part of that is where he's trying to like get himself pumped up before the competition in South yeah. Africa. And, and Arnold's like, I'm watching you. And no, he's no, like, we're, we're Lou's trying to like work out and like grunting, and Arnold's like, hey, Lou, are you, did you say something? Hey, yeah, he's just, hey, did you want to talk to me or something? No, his, the mind games, he's like the classic <laughs> mind game movie. <laughs> Shut up, Arnold, I'm trying to pump up. I'm watching you. <laughs> watching you, watching me. Oh, sorry. I thought you wanted to say something yeah. to me. Okay, Ooh, good luck. You, you're going to hook me up with your sister? 
your mother said you make me a big meal, a big Italian meal, come over and set me up with your sister on a date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like he's holding the egg and like his hand should look, I'm so nervous. I'm so <laughs> yeah, so totally not science fiction, but you know. No. But Arnold, one of the greatest sci-fi heroes of all time, so it's related. But that should probably—it's probably required viewing at the farm for CIA recruits, the like psychological manipulation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the men who stare at goats thing. Like they actually just watch Pumping Iron. Highly—it's on Netflix. I highly yeah. recommend everybody watch it. It's basically two hours of Arnold like dismantling Lou Ferrigno from thousands of miles away, defeating him months before a bodybuilding competition, and then Arnold retires at the end after he wins to like rub salt in the wound. <laughs> Hey, Lou, and I beat you. Sorry, I'm retired now. Ha, no contest. Then he comes back six years later and rubs salt in everybody's <laughs> wounds again to win it. When... <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, Arnold would have been great in Event Horizon, would have been a better movie. Would The budget would have been much bigger. Who would he have been? Sam Neill's character. Yeah, okay. He would have done that. Be, but he was doing another classic movie in 1997, Batman and Robin. So... He was was probably unavailable. I'm going to explain this in layman's terms, okay? You take the black hole and then you line up the graviton and you make a hole in the universe. Or he would have been the military guy like who gets up in Sam Neill's face and be like, you put us in a hell dimension, you creep. (laughs) (laughs) You think you could use me, Dylan? (laughs) Catherine Pusta. (laughs) This is all fucking set up. <laughs> yep. Yep. Greatest mind fuck. That's what this movie is. We talked about so much other shit that has nothing to do with it. Because it's, it's just so, it's like, it's like a blank piece of photocopier paper. You just want to put something on it. It's yeah. so bland. <laughs> kind of make this movie whatever you want. Yeah, you just want to draw like a smiley face like, on it so it's got ship, something there. Was the ship haunted or is it like a hell dimension? No. Or? What? No. No. There's no explanation. You can't explain it, guys. <laughs> let's let's just turn around and go home. Yeah, or or was the ship itself became sentient and decided to like fuck with people's minds because like you shouldn't go through black holes because that's against the laws of the, nature. The ship was trying to warn right. them. The ship was trying to warn people. Don't break the laws of physics. Right. I'm a ship. I know better. Right. The computer gained I'm sentience. A computer. <laughs> what? No, oh, Mark Wahlberg is the ship's computer. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I was talking about that G.I. Joe, uh, huh. the G.I. shorts. Like, oh. hey, kids, <laughs> I'm a computer. Stop all the downloading. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> I was just thinking of, like, Star Trek with Mark Wahlberg as the computer. So the computer would not follow very many commands. If they <laughs> like... Would they use the, the panels on the side of the wall in Next Generation to direct people to where to go? Just be like, you're already there. Stop asking me. <laughs> All Vietnam fucking shits to the airlock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. Mark Wahlberg's lawyer is going to be contacting us. For what? He pleaded <laughs> fucking guilty. Slandering, <laughs> slandering his good name. It's all on public yeah, record. No. <laughs> all right, fuck this movie. What's next week? I'm feeling like Justin mentioned Galaxy Quest. Yeah, the other yeah, thing. Could, let's watch a good movie. It is a good movie. I know it is, so let's watch a good movie. Okay. I won't even mention the other thing I was thinking. Oh, you can mention it now so we can give people Okay, do we already have... Are we settled on Galaxy Quest? Yeah, we're settled on Galaxy Quest. Okay. When you were talking about, like, some shitty... Or some movie that was, like, Galaxy something, I thought you were talking about, like, Pluto Nash for a second. Oh, no. Pluto Nash has been on the list. 
Oh, it's on the list. Yeah, no, that's that's been on. We've discussed that before. So after Galaxy Quest, we'll do Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash, an eerily prescient movie. <laughs> for what, Randy Quaid? No, Hillary Clinton running for president. Oh, yeah, like you're right. all the denominations. No, the, but Trump's in that movie too. Yeah, no, but yeah, the... he's got shit on the moon. <laughs> right, but all, all the dollars are Hillary's. <laughs> but is am I th- thinking wrong? But is there there's not a there's a Trump property on the moon in that movie? Isn't there under the big moon dome? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should we save that for November? Ah, uh, that's a long time to wait. I know it is. We may forget about it. We'll, we'll we'll cover it after Galaxy Quest. We'll take a break. We'll talk about Galaxy Quest. It's a good movie. You'll like it. Okay. You may not get as much out of it if you had watched all the Star Trek stuff. Yeah, I'm not a big Star Trek person, so... But as long as you're generally familiar with the original series, it's much more a parody of Captain Kirk. I mean, I know, like, the original series just through, you know, other things like Futurama and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Parodying I, and whatnot. Cultural so I have, like, osmosis. Yeah. As long as you know Captain Kirk's shirt comes off a lot at the beginning of the season when William Shatner was in shape and stays on at the end of the season when he's fat from craft services, you're, you're all set. <laughs> Gotcha. Well, that was a good 